Well, hello, everyone. My name is Joe Morton, and welcome to my podcast, A Cup of Joe. I am excited to be here with Christy Reeves, who is also a podcaster, who has her own podcast, Do the Work, which I'm excited to dive into that name, what that means, where that comes from. Christy is, uh, actually, we've known each other. We've run in circles for a long time. Yes. We both went to BYU-Hawaii together. Mm. Well, I, I a while ago, there, yeah. let's just say a while ago, nineties, <laughs> yeah. early nineties, yeah. a while ago, <laughs> um, and uh, raised three children for twenty five years, and then became a life coach. Mm-hmm. And you've been a coach now for seven years, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. You speak publicly with different groups, and um, so public speaker and a coach, and also this successful podcast, mm, do the work, you. which is wonderful, and I really enjoy it. Thank you. I must say that's nice. I really enjoy it. Uh, you touched my heart. You, I was on a run <laughs> when I was listening with uh, a trail run, which yeah. I love. Mm. Um, and that that episode when you were talking about your father, mm. with Skip, and um, with Skip, yes, and it made me cry. Aww. And I, but it touched me, you know, because yeah. I lost my mother. And to go to hear you discuss that was really, uh, you had just a way to be able to share it, which. I don't know if there's many people who can't relate to that. I, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, and so thanks for your content. Thanks for everything that you do. I love it. I really enjoy it. We met really outside the studio here because <laughs> we, we, both, we both film here yeah. and had a great conversation. And I want to dive into um, the subject, do the work. Um, and in my podcast, Christy, I focus on, it's, it's kind of like all things health and wellness. So mm-hmm. of course, fitness, mm-hmm. um, exercise, fitness, um, nutrition, supplementation, um, but also a very big part of health and wellness, which is mental health and, and, um, and what comes, how we can address that in our lives individually and mm-hmm. so forth. And so I think we'll kind of focus on, we'll kind of hit a lot of things today because you are into fitness. Great. You're a cyclist. You like to run, you play tennis, you hike, you love everything water related. Anything water. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, you're not going to, I'm not going to be anything magic on the water, but I love to be on the water. I love sprinklers. I love rivers and streams, just anything, any kind of water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you just came home from Hawaii too. Well, I did. Had an experience in Hawaii. And I'd say you're an adrenaline junkie because you I'm, jumped out of an airplane. Now. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't have called myself that at all, but. My daughter-in-law, she said she called. She went skydiving back in August with a friend, and she called and said, "Christy, I just thought of you. I just thought you'd love the views. You'd, you'd just love it. I just think you'd love it." And I'm actually, I would not consider myself an adrenaline junkie at all. But, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds so neat, Courtney. Good for you. I, you know, that's so fun." And I was on a run a couple months later, and. I have a personal commitment to myself that I will not make choices out of fear. And when I recognize I'm making choices out of fear, I'll reevaluate. doesn't mean I'm going to change my choice. It just means I'm going to look at why I'm making the choice. And as I I was on a run a while later and I thought, you know what, here's my daughter-in-law sharing something that mattered to her. And because of fear, I'm saying, no, thank you. I don't want to do this thing that would matter to you. And anyway, so I called her and said, okay, I'm coming. And I was already, my trip was already planned there. But I said, I'd love, 
I'd love to go. So we did it. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I did it in Moab yes. when my one son graduated from high school. So we decided to, oh. that, that's one of the things he wanted to do. Yeah. I'd never done it. I yeah. to tell you, talk about fear. Like <laughs> I, I don't get, I get, if I get fear, I just, I have certain techniques that everyone, yeah. you know, we all get fear. Yeah. But I'll tell you that one. <laughs> But okay, so what was it like? Because it's above an island. And so how high did they take you? Do you remember? So high. I think it's 15,000 feet. <laughs> really? I mean, I think that's what it is. I think ours was like 10,000. But 15, I mean, you must have seen like Oahu. Did oh, you see the whole oh, island? Oh, yeah. Well, I could see it when we were out of the plane. Like you, The pictures are so cool, Joe, because you could actually see the earth, the shape of the earth. It, I'm not kidding. They. It was crazy. I couldn't see the shape of the earth when I was skydiving, but the pictures, there was a guy that jumped with us in a squirrel suit and was taking pictures. I know it's so nuts. Yeah. So honestly, the night before I went to bed, I was like, okay. Because that's kind of how I roll. I, I finish what needs to be done in the day. And then what happens next, I'll think about it. But so the night before we were going skydiving, I thought, I could die. Like I am jumping out of an airplane tomorrow and then using the tools that I have. The truth is the chances of me dying or being hurt driving to skydiving are far greater than jumping out of the airplane. So this is all in my head. It's all in my head. So I recognize, okay, I'm okay. But yeah, when we were going to, you know, they harness you up and it's, it's like, you're just going rappelling off at, 10 foot cliff or something they did. It's like, I, I wanted like a full body suit. I didn't know, but they, so they put this on. We jump in the plane. My guy's name was farmer. And that's a great name. I know <laughs> he was great. He was so great. Anyway, when I thought we should be well, plenty high enough, he's like, we're about halfway there. And I said, will they stop the plane when we jump out? Cause I was afraid I was going to run into something. And he's like, well, let's think about that for a minute. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we get up there and and luckily he then like straps me to him and really tight. And I don't know, it's almost like then he starts moving me off the bench and we're out of the plane. So, and once you're what, out of the plane, oh, what? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, once you're out of the plane, it's not scary anymore. All of a sudden you realize like, I'm safe. I'm okay. And this is stunning. He's like, do you want to take a tour of the island? Turns me around, lets me drive. See, that would be so. <laughs> it was really. When cool. I saw those pictures, I was like, "Oh boy, I got to yeah. do this in Oahu next time I'm in Hawaii." It really absolutely have to do it. Yeah, I've, do. I've heard people doing it, in my, and it's never. It's kind of one of those things that okay, well, yeah. Oh my god, no, you do. You have to. It. I would do it a hundred more times. I don't know about you, but there was nothing in my gray matter. Like as many things that I've done in my life, and I like to push the limits. Nothing prepared me for that. That's funny. You said that's exactly what I said to Courtney. I said, I can't compare this to Nothing. anything else. Like I've I'm trying ever to like, done. uh, 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 cause yeah. I've been in planes lots, but not one where there's a door open. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? And yes. that air rushing and, and they don't give you really a chance to count down or anything. There's it's no just, counting. it's just like you're attached to someone and they're like, you ready? And you're like, no, I don't. They always tell, uh, wow, <laughs> boom, you're out. It's funny because, you know, he kind of told me the things when he was putting my harness on. And when we're going up, I turned and I said, farmer, I don't remember anything you said when we yeah, were on nothing. the ground. <laughs> he goes, you're okay. I'll, I'll tell you again when we get up there. And he was just so generous with his like empathy for me. And I, he was on about his 15,000th 
literally 15,000 jumps for him. Gives you a little bit of confidence. Totally. Still scary, totally. but it gives you a um, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like nothing I've ever. Me neither. But I loved it. I mean, once you Same. start dropping, I agree with you. It's just like, it, it goes fast too. Yeah. It goes really fast and yeah. it's we, amazing. We free fell, free fall. We did that for a long time. It felt like a long time. I think you went up higher than we did. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So you talked about, okay, this is one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about. And that's fear. Yeah. I mean, th- fear holds us back from accomplishing. And, you know, since this is a podcast focused on health and wellness, fear can hold us back from getting involved in fitness. It can you hold bet. us back from taking the jump into getting our health in whatever shape we want to get into, or we know we should be getting into. Mm-hmm. It's, boy, if I start, well, then I have to start. And what if I fail? So there's fear of failure. There's fear. And that happens to be a different kind of fear that what you're talking about. But you said you went, you started to talk about, oh, I just went through some of my, mm-hmm. some of my, your things that mm-hmm. you've developed. Mm-hmm. What what are those, Christy? I'm curious because they translate into everything. I believe. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100. percent And I didn't recognize how many choices I made in fear until I started coaching. And you know how it's easy to see someone else's stuff and not mm-hmm. your own all the time. Um, but yeah, I believe fear is one of the greatest um, restrictors of deep relationships of, of trying new things, of, of excelling at new things. It's the fear. And what I've come to understand is it's all in my head. It's just all in my head. So that night before I went skydiving, I mean, I say it's all in my head, like that's easy, but it comes from life experiences and it comes from things we hear from other people, things, you know, from fear of rejection, from all of it. So it's a, it's very real. But it only has power when we give it power. So when I'm going skydiving, I'm thinking, I can lay here all night long and fear this, or I can speak truth to it. And the truth is, I wanted to connect with my daughter-in-law. She matters to me, and that mattered to her. And so I wanted to connect there. I recognize that jumping out of an airplane is not normal. I don't want to sound like, it's normal to jump out. That's not normal. I get that. But if you look at the facts, it's actually very safe to jump out of an airplane with the parachute with someone who knows what they're doing. So much safer than driving. So for me, the tool that I will always go to is what are the facts? Because if I live in the stories, then I'm I'm going to be an anxious, um, limited individual, and I don't I don't want to live that way. And, and it's very easy to see in our own lives, just like look at our own lives and I'll, I'll speak about myself, how we can get caught up in that mm-hmm. because the world is set up in such a way that it's just constant fear, constant fear, constant fear. My dad used to tell us, and you probably heard this acronym before, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And I liked that. Me too. And I don't know if I always fully understood that growing up, but the longer I spent on this earth, the more I realize how true that is. Cause like you said, we get caught up in these fears that mm-hmm. may never even manifest in any way, shape or form. And yet it holds us back from accomplishing that, which we're capable of become of accomplishing and becoming who we're meant to become. I agree. And I know I want to talk about um, what you talk about on your podcast, but what I see, it is so painful to watch people's relationships. Like, 
people that they love with their whole soul or or someone who would love to be in a relationship, but their fear, they just give in to fear. And, you know, I can't say that or what, what if that makes them think this or fear just, it limits us in so many ways. So physically, we, we, we are so limited to, to begin exercising or to do something. Now, if someone were to say, let's go jump off a 50 foot cliff at Lake Powell, I would jump out of a hundred, a hundred times out of an airplane more than, because again, the facts are different. Mm -hmm. There's a good chance of, I mean, it's possible, much more likely that you're going to get hurt Mm -hmm. doing something like that. So Mm -hmm. I just think going back to those facts and yeah, because false evidence appearing real means you don't have facts Mm -hmm. inside of that. Mm -hmm. And it holds so many of us back from reaching our potential. I agree. And so, um, it's a it's such an important subject, and I think that um, overall health and wellness can be affected because of fear. Because we will not do all the things that we know, including relationships, mm-hmm. including moving forward to maybe get the mental health coaching or help mm-hmm. that we need. Because we're fearful of well, what are people are going to think? Totally. Or what's What's on the other end? We don't know because it's fear. It's just. No, you're nailing it. You know? that. What will other people think? And and if a really common fear is, I don't want to talk about, like, I don't want to go in there and talk about what's hurt me mm-hmm. or why I I'm feel. afraid for what's going to come out. That's exactly right. I, I'm a big feelings person. Like, are, are you willing to feel that? Because if you'll feel it, I believe God can heal all things, but not if we're like hiding it and keeping it inside of us so that because we're afraid of feeling it. But yeah, it just limits, it limits us in so many ways. And I want to be so compassionate and empathetic about it because we have fear because we've learned that we can be hurt. We have fear because we know that something can change in a minute. I mean, we've had enough life experiences often that teach us, or we've lived with someone. To me, one of the saddest things is when I see a parent who lives in a lot of fear, because that's just the school. That's the schoolroom for the child who gets to learn that things are fearful instead of being curious about life and and making wise choices and decisions. Mm Mm-hmm. Such an important subject. Mm-hmm. So with your coaching, mm-hmm. um, I, I assume you're going to help people overcome, well, maybe give them tools. And is there anything that Talk that's, a lot about fear. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out that you would love to share about that? Um, like maybe techniques or ideas that mm-hmm. help a person when those fears come, because they will come. Mm-hmm. Nobody's immune to that. No doubt. It's so human. And that's something I'll say all the time is that's, that's human. That's, and it's nice to know that it's human because sometimes we're like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody else is different. Yeah. I'm just different. Nobody else has experienced this. And yet if we were to go and throw all our fears out on a table, we're like, Ooh, whoa, I I didn't realize y'all had that. (laughs) You know know what I mean? It's true. Oh, we're the same. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We have the same. In fact, that's been an interesting thing with skydiving is people will say, oh, never. And I was like, I know that's what I said. And, and, and it really, I, I get the fear. I get it in so many places. I've, yeah. So back to tools that I might give. Um, one of the biggest tools that I want 
to help people understand is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our behavior. And so if I'm afraid or if my answer is just automatically no to something that, that, I mean, there, there are some absolute truths or things that are right and wrong. And I hope there would be a clear no or a yes, but so much of this life is just about making choices. And if we are closed, if we're very, um, I don't know. We, we don't like to try new things. We're afraid to meet people, to be in different spaces. Then I'll, I'll say, okay, just stop and ask yourself, what am I thinking that's creating this feeling? Because then my feeling then causes me to behave in certain ways. So if I'm thinking I could die jumping out of an airplane, I'm going to feel mm. fear and and like not a chance I'm going anywhere near that. So what am I thinking that's creating the feeling? Mm-hmm. With starting to exercise or doing something that you've never, you know, going to learn a new sport. I know a lot of people who will not do that because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want, mm-hmm. you know, they've been made fun of when they were in their family of, you know, six or something and someone made fun of them and they just never tried again. And they live a life of believing, I'm not good at that, or I can't do that. And the reality is, you're not practiced at it. Yeah, there's a few people who are just good right when they start. But most are not. Most are not. It just takes practice and repetition. And so to stop and ask yourself, why? What am I thinking that's creating the feeling? Mm -hmm. And then what affects my behavior? Or also fearful because this is how I used to be. Totally. And wow, when I was in high school, I was the fast runner or the mm-hmm. fast, whatever, swimmer. And this is me then. Fast forward. Oh, I can't run even a mile. <laughs> I'm fearful to enter into that and go through possibly a little bit of pain, mm-hmm. some period of time where we're feeling like, we're not enough mm-hmm. until we can get to that point. Yes. We can. And to, to break through that, which we all have to break through at one degree or another, but that can be very, that can be very stressful and, and that can hold someone back. The fear, fear of, of go ahead. others think of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so loud. Or the unknown heads. fear of the unknown. Like, well, ha, ha, what if I start this journey? What's on the other side? Yeah. What if I actually succeed? Yeah. Fear of success. No doubt. So we self-sabotage. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't, yeah, we won't even start because what would that mean? Mm-hmm. The, I'll, something I'll say to my clients often is you have so much space. Like there's just so much space to learn, grow, and progress. We're here on this earth to learn and grow and progress. And that, that means you can be bad. You can be a slow runner, even if you were a fast runner. Like, so you're going to try it in a different, from a different angle. Um, Instead of running to win races, now what if you ran to um, help your heart? Mm -hmm. Or what if you ran to be able to connect with a friend who you run with? You know, what's your motive? Why are you? So helping people understand their motive. It's so sweet, Joe, to talk with someone and to help them recognize where their motive out of fear is often, I've got to be good. What will people think of me? I, I'm not doing that, which is anxiety inducing to what if you just changed your motive to, 
I want to connect with people. I want to strengthen my body. I want to, I don't know. There's so many different motives we can have. But though based in fear, it's like we're stuck in this little space to live our life. And I'm just a believer that there's just lots and lots of space for us to learn, grow, and progress. You know, to your point, Dr. Uh, Wayne Dyer, have you ever read any of his mm-hmm. stuff? Oh, I like Dr. Wayne yeah, Dyer. Yeah, good. He recently passed away, but um, he uh, he says, if, uh, change the way we look at things and the things we look at change. Yeah. And so to your point, that's kind of like if we can look at it differently mm-hmm. and just say, okay, I'm not as fast as I was before, but I'm, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Earl Nightingale says, I like his definition of success. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Mm-hmm. And if we can change, cause you go to the gym and you see these, the buff dude or the really fit girl and like, you know, <laughs> and it can take our, it can deflate us mm-hmm. and think, well, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Or the fast runner that's running down the street live off Carterville road. Let me tell you, there's always runners on Carterville and the boy, they just fly along those BYU runners. Incredible. It's actually quite inspiring to watch. I just watch them. I'm not that fast, but I'm progressing Mm -hmm. in my own way. And so the success is the progressive realization of worthy ideal. So change the way we look at it. Totally. I love that definition. I, again, it just gives us space. It gives us, um, options because because we don't have to be something right now mm-hmm. yeah i love to bike and i have a group of friends that we bike um we bike with and last summer we were preparing for this ride that we were it's called triple bypass and it's in colorado i love that day <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> i know you do go up three mountain passes and so that's why it's called that but yeah it's mm-hmm. it's pretty intense and when I heard about it and when my friends and we talked about it, it's like, no way. Like we, I, I remember my friend talking, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then we committed to doing it and it took one bike ride at a time. It just took getting on our bikes. It takes our presidents of the, of the club, mm-hmm. <laughs> just friends who are so good at getting us together and like planning our, our rides. But it just takes one, literally one pedal at a time, one ride, one day at a time, preparing we never one time rode up three mountain passes you know for as many miles as that certainly not when you started no no in fact when i start i think i can't even i'm not gonna get home you know because it's been winter i don't ride through the winter Mm -hmm. and and then we headed out but i can't quite describe coming across that finish line it's it's physically the hardest thing i've ever done and yet all I have to sit, tell myself on those rides is I've done this hill. I've, I've done, I've not, there's nothing that I've haven't, this hill is nothing that I haven't already done mm-hmm. in my. How many miles was it? 118. Yeah. it's With probably quite a lot of elevation gain. Do you remember what the elevation gain was? Lots of elevation yeah. gain. <laughs> a <know>. lot. <laughs> I don't remember what it is exactly. You don't have a name like triple bypass unless <laughs> yeah. it's got a lot of. Here was the most validating experience. Congratulations, I, by the way. That's thank huge. you. Most validating experience I'd had on the whole the whole day. I at one point I'd gotten off my bike. I felt like I was gonna throw up. I was not doing well. And there was this kid up in front of me in his mid mid-20s, maybe early 30s, and he's like heaving over his bike. And I was like, This is the worst. What are we doing? He goes, I have done an Iron Man. 
And this, this is, and obviously it's not the same. An Ironman is so intense and so extreme, but it is what he was saying is I've never been in this much pain um, because of maybe it was the elevation that was bugging him. Something was hurt, was hurting him, but to see like, Oh, you, you're trained too. And this is hard. And I just think fear keeps us. And so the, again, having that experience, I'm, I'm, I'm about to throw up over my bike. You know, people are passing me and we're on this little trail. It's not a good place to stop, but I got back on my bike and I kept riding and to come across the finish line, like I don't, I can't describe it, but fear would have stopped me before I ever said yes. How many times, how many people would never even go in because of yeah. the fear of it? Yes. So many. Yeah. And I would have, the truth is, Joe, I would have said no. If I didn't have friends that were like, we can do it. I think we can do it. Really? You think we can do it? Yeah, I think we can. Okay. Okay. I'm willing to try it. And now, now as I've lived longer and had more experiences, I have an experience like skydiving where I can choose myself like, no, you know what? I don't want to make choices out of fear. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That interests me, by the way, that, that event. I think you'd like it. Yeah. It's amazing how, um, I got, I got to be truthful here. That holds, that's hold, held me back in the past and the fear of what if I don't finish this event? What if this doesn't happen? All the different things that we go through in our minds. And anytime I'm about to start one, my mind's racing and then you just start doing Mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm talking race day here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's different things. Fear can hold us back from even saying, Hey, I'm going to sure. do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set my BHAG, yeah. the big hairy audacious goal of yeah. the triple bypass, 118 miles. That's a long time on the saddle, by the way, yeah, it is. It <laughs> especially is. with climbing all that. Oh boy. The, the downhills. Yeah. Those, that's right fun. Away. Yeah. Oh my God. You just kind of uh, release. Mm-hmm. Although I'm a little I'm a little boring on the downhills. Me too. The I'm I get, the slowest. The older I get, I'm like feather in my leg. I used to just fly like it was nothing, but yeah, you get a little no, older. I'm the like, slowest by yeah, far yeah. in my group. But the fear can hold us back from even saying, yeah, you bet. Because if it's a bunch of friends, I don't know how you got involved in it. But yeah. Oftentimes it's friends it that was. are like, hey, let's do this or mm-hmm. whatever. It can hold us back here. But then on race day, it could be very scary. You're standing there. You've got the pressure, that feeling, the the butterflies that, we oftentimes refer to it as ready. And then you just start going and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm ready. It's true. And it's, it's a different kind doing. of fear. It's in the doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the thing you fear the most. Mark Twain says, do the thing you fear the most and the death of fear is certain. I love that. I'm a, I'm a big believer that our fear creates the very thing we fear. So if we're not willing to walk towards what we fear, we're going to create the thing that we're avoiding anyway. So if I'm not willing to try something new because I want to look, I don't want to look stupid or I don't want to fail at something, I actually, in my heart, feel like I'm failing all the time because I'm never trying something new. So I'm creating, by not going towards the thing I fear, I'm creating the very thing I fear. Mm. I say, if you fear anything, fear, fear. (laughs) It's so destructive. It keeps us from so many things. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I'll share, now we're talking about fear. I'll share a fear that's held me back in the past. And I, and, but I, but I have techniques like you. I just, Mm -hmm. uh, a big part of my technique is just do. 
Same. Just do. If you're afraid of the phone, pick up the phone and start calling someone. If you're afraid to whatever, speak publicly, you speak publicly. At Mm -hmm. first probably was a little bit fearful, but the more you do Mm -hmm. the doing, Mm -hmm. the better you get. If you're afraid to talk to people, just start talking to people as, as rough as it is at first in the doing you overcome. It's the same with our our own health and wellness. If we're afraid of what people are going to think, we're afraid of what our, how our body will react. It's Mm -hmm. afraid of, Oh boy, if I start going down that, that means I'm committed. The fear of commitment, the fear of all of the above or the fear of, well, I'm going to go into that gym and there's that dude that I see all the time. He's got super big muscles and makes me feel intimidated. Well, that's our own fear holding us back still. Yes. Um, And so just do, you know, but for me, um, I fear the process Mm. sometimes of what, because I know what's going to go into it. Like if you were to say, Hey, we're getting a bunch of people together. We're going to do this triple bypass next year. I would immediately look at what the elevation gain, the distance, the whole bit. And I'd be like, and what's, and what's the altitude. Yeah. And I'd be like, (laughs) I would, I would. You know, yeah, and it's the same when I get and when I when I go into an event and and I and I can and it can hold me back and then until that point where I finally just I'm going. Yeah, when you commit, then it becomes real. It's out there, and Mm -hmm. and you start working towards it. As and and I fear the fact that at first, and I don't know, maybe your fitness level was a little different, but. It um, is. I, I can hear your fitness level. It's different than mine. <laughs> no, meaning no meaning your fitness level when you started training oh, for that. Oh, oh. You weren't ready to do the triple no, bypass. No, And so knowing that coming from here to here. Yes. There's right. a lot involved and that can hold me back in fear too. And then again, just do and do and well, do. Well, in the and, time, I mean, there's just time commitment. Like if this goes with relationships, mm-hmm. this goes with different activity. If I'm going to connect with someone or create a friendship with someone, or if I'm going to go and do a ride or a run or learn a new sport or skill, it takes time. And we have to be willing, like we can talk ourselves out of that so fast. Mm -hmm. I I just don't have time. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, but really it, it poses, I mean, fear poses, like it will come up with all of these reasons why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Time is time is a real thing that you have to evaluate and make a choice around, but we also use it big time as an excuse of things that we can't do. And in all the roles that we play in society, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about some cycling events here and different mm-hmm. things, but it's all of it. It holds us back from so much. I agree. Fear is fear debilitates us, and it holds us back from succeeding. I agree. So your podcast is called "Do the Work." Where did, how'd you come up with that? What was a good name? Yeah. It's a great name because it shows that, Hey, if you want to progress, you got to do some work, got to put some work into it. Yeah. So it, it happened to be, well, you know, when I finally decided I was going to do a podcast, which by the way, came after lots of fear. I, I actually, I have a, what I have a podcast with, on with Craig Christensen, who is a, the husband of a good friend of mine. And so he's a friend of mine as well, but he told his wife, Susan, Hey, I can help Christy with her business. Like, I think, you know, there's more she could do and I can help her. And, and so she said, would you like some help? I was like, I'd love it. Anyway, I had someone come to me and say, um, I want you to start a podcast and I'm willing like to make it happen. And 
you know, what do I need to do to make that happen? And this is what I want it to be. And I was frozen. I, I, well, I was so, I remember coming up from work that day and like, you're not going to believe this. And my son and his, um, I think it was his girlfriend at the time. You're not going to believe this. Like someone wants me to do a podcast and I've been wanting to do a podcast. And anyway, I could not, I was completely frozen. I, I would With sit fear? down. Yes. Yeah. So much fear. And I sat down and again, this is hard for me because I coach people about how to not give in to fear. So you had been coaching before you started oh, the podcast. Five years. Oh, yeah. Okay. My my podcast is about nine months old now. Oh, wow. And this was about two years ago. So maybe more than two okay. years ago. And I was so excited, but I could not, I couldn't do it. I was, I just, I would try to write. I couldn't write. I was so stuck. So I just kind of let it go. I just thought that's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. Although when I first started coaching back in 2017, I, I, I wanted to start a podcast then. And so fast forward, then Craig says, Hey, can I help you? And anyway, in one of our se um, sessions, I said, Craig, I don't know what this is. Like, I mean, I know what it is. I know I'm just afraid, but, and he's like, Christy, you got to fail faster. It's not going to be good. Like you've never done a podcast before. It won't be good. Just start. Just create something. And then he would always like, when do you think you can have that done? And I'm like, two months. He's like, how about two weeks? <laughs> He's, he was really helpful for me um, in that way. But his statement to fail faster, again, reminded me that there's so much space. I get to make mistakes. He, he would say to me, you don't have to hit a home run. You don't have to hit a home run. You're just going up to bat right now. You're learning how to hit, play baseball. You're le learning how to hit. He would say, you're growing a garden. Like no one puts the seeds in the garden and expects this amazing thing to come out. They, for a long time, there's nothing. You can see nothing. He's like call your friends, ask them to come to your classes. I was creating some online courses, you know, whatever. All He just helped me to move in. I was so uncomfortable. I don't even have the language to tell. I was so uncomfortable. I'm a good sleeper. I wasn't sleeping good. I was so uncomfortable. And then eventually, um, so I eventually committed to doing it. And then, and this was just down in my office and I had this young girl come and she said she would help me. Um, she was doing a class and so she was going to do an internship with me. And I, we came up with a bunch of names and I sent them out to some people like, what do you think? And ironically, some people with do the work said, no, like, I'm not going to like, people don't want to work. Work is something they don't really want to do, but do the work stuck with me because I had been coaching for a while now. And it's an interesting thing when people come into my office, often they're, sometimes they're not hurting. Lots of times they're hurting because of something that's going on in their life. Um, but always they want some change in their life. They want something different in their life. And they come in and I listen to what's going on in their life and I validate their experience and they leave feeling really good and like, okay, I can do this. And then they come back and it feels pretty good that day. And then they'll come back again. And now we're talking about, did you do what we talked about last week? Did you have that conversation? Did you, you know, confront or, or you know, that conflict or whatever? And so often what I saw is that people want to change, but they didn't want to do the work to change. And so to me, do the work just, I, 
I can talk all day long for people if they're not willing to do the work. And at the end of my podcast, at the end, I say, I'll ask if I have a guest or if I'm just by myself, I'll say, okay, what's one thing you can take from today that you can work on this week? And Joe, it's so sweet to me because I have had people say to me, I do what you say and my life is changing. I take the one thing or something that they've picked from the podcast, you know, that they've decided to work on. So it feels sweet to me and do the work. Like to me, that's kind of my life mantra too. I've had different life experiences. I could be sad or mad or bitter and I don't want to live that life, but my natural human self goes there Mm -hmm. and it requires work. It requires lots and lots of work to choose a different way. So to me, I love it. (laughs) So beautiful. Mm. You know, there's that song by the Eagles that talks about like we, we spend our whole lives looking for solutions, not only not realizing that we actually are holding the key. Yeah. Yes. We hold the key. And that implies we got to do the work. You know, if we hold a key. Totally. Then do the work to open the doors to take that example, but to open the doors to what is needed for us to become who we're meant to become. You probably see that a lot with your coaching. A lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll say often, we are free to act, not to be acted upon. That is that is an absolute truth. And when, you know, doing the work is acting and being a victim or sitting in our life experiences and thinking, well, this is just my life, is being acted upon. And yeah, that key mm-hmm. That key is, it's almost scary. Well, you can take them to the door (laughs) Mm -hmm. as a coach. You can Mm -hmm. guide them. Hey, this is the direction you go. But they, Mm -hmm. we all, we all need to. I have to, yeah. We all need to make that conscious decision to actually open the door and move out instead of wanting it to happen on its own. Yes. That's a scary thing. And at the same time, it's so empowering. It's like when we learn this for the first time, we think, wait a second, I'm the only person who knows this. Wait a second, I'm in control. I can do this. It's true. And they're like, and you want to tell everybody, you're like, wait, wait, wait. It's so true. It's almost scary. There are times when I, going back to fear, there are times when I'm like, by just making this choice, I can change this whole experience. That That's really astounding, if you would think about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. that we really have the power to, to do what we choose. And ultimately, maybe a hard truth is that we choose our life. We don't choose every experience that happens in our life, but we choose how to respond. So if we're stuck... Mm-hmm. If we are stuck, it's because we chose it. Now, there's so much inside of that. If I'm sitting with a client, we're going to talk about validating ourselves in the experience. We're going to talk about that, of course, that hurt. Zero part of me saying you get to choose how you respond is saying that shouldn't have hurt. Zero. There's a lot that we'll talk about. But ultimately, we get to choose how we want to live our life. And again, that can be a scary thing, but for me, it's like, 
Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I agree. We are in charge. I agree. You know, there's, you and I, I think we talked about this a little bit when we were texting back and forth, but in, I mean, Jesus says it. He says, um, the kingdom of God is within you. And I think partly what's being mm-hmm. said there is, hey, you, you hold the key, you know, Wait, it's it, it's in you. There's no spiritual leader that doesn't teach that same principle. It's in you. So now let's figure, figure out how to open yeah. it up. Yes. Unlock that p- potential that yes. exists in all of us. It's not in some of us. It's not just in a few people. And I think that some, sometimes people are, they think, well, it's okay for Christy or it's okay for so-and-so or so. No, it's in everyone. Yeah. Yes. That you're exactly right. It becomes us to first just enter it, like just start down that path, just start. Mm -hmm. And then every time, you know, and then fears come and obstacles come and then we conquer them and fears come and obstacles come. We conquer them. We just open another door and open another door. And it's very powerful and empowering. It's empowering. Um, After I met you, Joe, I, we recognized that we had mutual, um, my former husband's brother, Jeff Reeves, and his wife, Lisa, I, I ran into them and I said, hey, Wonderful people. I know they love, they, that's what you had said, that you love them and that you, your families have a lot of interaction with each mm-hmm. other. Anyway, I was telling them, hey, I met Joe and he said that you guys are good friends. And anyway, they were telling me about you. And he said, they said, he lives, he really lives, like he lives that, what what he talks about. And he said, I remember, Jeff said, I remember asking him, he's every morning he does a gratitude. What do you do? Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Like breath, just work gratitude thing. session, yeah. just meditation. It's a form of prayer, meditation, all yeah. of the above. Yeah. And Jeff said, I said to him, well, don't you like run out of things that you're grateful for? <laughs> and he, Jeff said that you said, um, no, never. I don't run out. And and he said, that just says, that's who Joe Morton is. That That's true of him. And I thought, that is like, no one sees you doing your gratitude time, right? Your gratitude session. But you have become who you are because you choose to be grateful. You choose to find things, the gifts from God, uh, things that you can be grateful for. Well, thank you. That's very kind. I think it speaks right to what we're talking to. It is. And gratitude, I believe, that's very kind. Thank you. I believe gratitude can help us overcome fear in some strange way. No, I agree. Like it just works. I agree. There's Gratitude helps us do everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. You must have certain uh, processes. I don't know. Maybe processes is too technical of a word, but you must have some sort of a practice that you do with gratitude. Well, it's not, I'm not as disciplined as you are in, in, in practicing. I have a morning, I have morning routine that I do in the morning that with things that are important to me, but I am committed to finding things to be grateful for. I don't sit and do a session, but always, especially if I'm hurting, I'm really, I feel really strongly that I can feel the pain and also feel gratitude at the same time. And so, yeah, I'm practiced at finding the gifts from God. I, I, I look for them really regularly in my life. And they're all around. They're everywhere. So much. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the very 
um, the shift I was, I was watching. I like Dwayne Rock Johnson. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's a great fitness leader and <laughs> yeah. guy's incredible, uh, incredible shape. Yeah. And he did a post recently where he just said, shift that thinking to kind of go into the point, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Yeah. He said, instead of saying, I have to do this workout or I have to eat this, whatever, or I have to, have to, have to, have to, he's like, change it to, I get to do this. I choose to do it too. Yes. That's a gratitude. That's a way to look at it in a grateful heart. I, and I loved all that. Oh my gosh, that's the best. I get to run on this trail. Yeah. I get to ride this bike. I get to eat this healthy food choice. I get to, be yeah, to I love that. spend time with my, my loved ones. I get to, you know, yes. whatever it might be. I love that too. Especially around physical stuff. Because if, if you haven't learned to love it yet, it feels like I have to. It feels like I live in a world that says I should be doing this and now I'm going to do it. But to change it to I get to or I choose to, all of a sudden you have all your power back. If I have to, I've lost my power. I, I'm like a victim to this yep. run that I'm going to go on. You know, I, I met this beautiful soul the other day in a wheelchair, person mm -hmm. in a wheelchair, and um, she had lost the use of her right side mm -hmm. due to a brain injury. Mm -hmm. She was just so high on life, Christy. It was like, this isn't the weather so beautiful? Isn't my, my I love my children. She told me all about her children. I love that. And just going on and on and on. And I thought, that's incredible. Yeah, like yeah. she just sees the I world agree. differently in abundance. I agree. And that can just crush any fear. That type of attitude of gratitude mm -hmm. can just crush fears and help us see the world just so differently. Fear and gratitude don't mix they very can't. well. Yeah. They can't. That's, I have never really thought of it that way, but that's, that's, no, nope. that's interesting. They can't. No. Nope. Well, this has been a, an incredible discussion. I didn't expect it to go this direction of fear and I love it. I love <laughs> this discussion because it's so important. And of course you're coaching, mm -hmm. But for you also sharing that idea, that that fear that you had about starting your podcast. By the way, you have a great podcast. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. I really do love it. I love the name of it, first of all. Do the work. It's just Thank perfect. You. I think it's great, which we all need to hear that message consistently. Because we can all kind of start to, you know, sit back, rest yeah. on our laurels, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I can coast a little bit. Oh, well, but if we want to progress and become who we're meant to become. We're really meant to kind of do the work, push ourselves out of our comfort zone continually. I have clients say, why do I, why is this still hard? And I'm like, cause you're still human. Mm -hmm. Keep going. I've run for 30 years. The first mile or two never feels good to me. It's like, this hurts. <laughs> what am I doing? Should I walk? Am I, what's it? I go through this whole, and then when I get in my rhythm, it's like, I love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The runner's high. It's actually real. Very. But it does take a couple. I think it took me two years. It takes a little bit of time to get to that point. But when you get to it, you're like, ooh, that's a real thing. Yeah. That's really cool. I agree. I love this. So thank you for this discussion on fear because I think that um, I know it's real in my life. But if we can apply certain principles and if, and if 
that one thing that I'm so glad my dad kind of taught me when I was growing up, do the thing you fear the most and the death of fear is certain. I believe I there, and it comes back to really the name of your podcast, do, mm-hmm. do the work, mm-hmm. do the thing you fear the most, do action, mm-hmm. then you can overcome mm-hmm. that fear. It just melts away. It does. You know, it's funny, Courtney and I were driving down um, the coast of on the North shore of Oahu after we had, we were going to get bonsai bowls after we jumped out of the airplane. Great bowls, by the way. They're so good. So good. <laughs> anyway, I said, Courtney, does it feel weird to you that we're just driving down the road in the car like we do every day, but we just jumped out of an airplane and nobody knows that? Like, like these people are just acting like this is just normal. We laughed about that. But I think that is human. Like, wouldn't it? And, and when I tell people that I went skydiving, everyone's like, what? That's so cool. But you know what I think is even cooler and that I wish there was like a committee clapping every time is every time someone addresses the fear of walking into a group of people and reminding themselves, I'm not here to impress. I'm here to connect. Mm -hmm. Or every time they, yeah, they, they choose to care for their body in a way that will help them feel better about themselves and that they'll be able to do more things. I wish I could be there going, what? You did it? Mm -hmm. And I love my job for that because I do get a lot of that. But just if someone's listening to this podcast, I want them to know you and I are on their team and we're like, you did what you did that. Good job. Do it again tomorrow. Keep choosing it. Yeah, so I love it. And it feels so good when we can overcome those fears yes. and move towards whatever's on the other side of fear, yes. which is greatness. Yeah, I believe. I do thank, thank you, Christy. This has been a wonderful Wonderful podcast. I've learned a lot. I'm grateful. I learned from your podcast. And I would never have known that you were concerned about starting one because you're really good. And (laughs) I love your content and I love your message. So thank you very much. Again, thank you everyone for joining on this episode of A Cup of Joe. Um, Appreciate Christy Reeves being with me today. A wonderful, I recommend highly that you listen to her podcast. She's fantastic. Great message. And do the work is very fitting, I believe. Thank you. So thank you and make it a great day, everyone.